the walls. She's on my pinky and some saucer on my balls. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Yada Yadi Boys, the official JoJo's Bizarre Adventure podcast of the anime, of the manga, of the Hirohiko Araki. I'm Eddie Colazzo, but you can call me Big Nasty. Mm-hmm. And with me, as always, is Brooks Oglesby. Hi, I'm Brooks, a.k.a. St. Gentleman's Lonely Hands Club Bread. Okay, yeah! You know, I had a long uh, meditation on the toilet 15 minutes before we recorded, and I had another one, but I was like, let me try to make one out of the funny Diamond Unbreakable Kira Hands scene that I like so much. Uh, I, on, like, the funny iPhone Google, um, when you open up a new tab, and, and it gives me these, I don't know if everyone has this, I guess you must, but it's like, here are recommended links that you might like, because yeah. we know all your history. And one, it was an article from Crunchyroll that was like, here are some references found in the new season of JoJo. Mm. And I was like, eh, whatever, I'm already, you know, on the toilet, whatever, let me just click this. And I thought it would be like, oh, this, like weird thing that someone does is a reference to this like musical artist or something but it was yeah. fucking like this character is jotaro you may remember him from <laughs> stardust crusaders which he's from i mean it is true it's true and it's like this is koichi he's little and he's from the last season anyway yeah. he's goodbye. blue now <laughs> he's blue now. you might see this small blue adult and think that's a new one but it's actually an old one what he's at least 18 yeah and at most he's, he's married He's married. He has a wife. He, he he strangely doesn't mention his spouse in the his. I think it's because one. Jotaro probably doesn't approve, so he's just like, "Oh, I'm just here for business, sir." Oh yeah, a woman, you know. So he doesn't want to hear about that. Mm-hmm. Um, how how you doing? I'm I'm oh I'm doing well. Um, but I remember uh, so last week on Fun Point, the friends of the listeners of the show will know. Um, you were, you were having a little Dayquil, some Dayquil problems. You were having yeah, some... Me and, I'm still, I'm like maybe 75% over my... So you can say that you're, you're still, you're not necessarily totally feeling better. In a way, you're still fighting cold, right? I am fighting cold. Thank you. I am. But and now it's just regular strength Tylenol as opposed to extra severe strength Dayquil. Okay. And Kim it's got... Tylenol my... Act 1. Tylenol Act 1. Kim is on fucking... Uh, Sudafil, Sudafed Act 3, <laughs> so, uh-huh. sending our strength to her. <laughs> Sudafil is when it grabs the germs like DJ Jazzy Jeff and it throws it out the front door. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. It's big boy think? season, Eddie. It's big boy season in Napoli. Uh, <laughs> what, what did you think of these episodes? I, I liked them. I like part five to me. It's really fucking good. And I'm really, like, I'm really excited to, like, we, uh, if you're, if you're not watching along, we, like, I get my first textual glimpse of, like, this year's crew, mm-hmm. and I can't wait to meet them. They all seem so cool. They are, they look pretty normal to me. They all look like, just like, a, just four friends playing D&D very seriously around a table. Uh-huh. And they're all very regular, and don't mm-hmm. try to kill each other all the time. Yeah, it's, we'll, it's, it's passione, we'll get, baby. We'll get into that starting next week. Yeah. But uh, this week, the first episode we have is episode three, Meet the Gangster Behind the Wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first note here is, in order to kill the gang, I must become the gang. That's pretty much it. There's some kids playing soccer, and then Giorno's out in the open with Bruno, and he's next to the soccer children, and he's saying, hey, I'm going to defeat your boss and take over the city. Is that cool? He's like, yeah, I won't say anything about it. I don't know who killed Luca, by the way. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anymore. I forgot about it. And then he, he, and then Bruno, he like turns, he turns around to Giorno, like just over his shoulder and he says, and anyone can be killed to voice. He says, traitors can't be saved. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, cause you can't, if you listen, I want to help you, but if you get found out, Bruno's got, Bruno's got to look out for Bruno. He says, I, I ain't hide nothing. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they listen, talk. you don't cross the boss. Yeah. Uh, and, hey, yeah, Bruno, he's a, uh, a mafia man, but he does kick the ball back to the children, which is nice to yeah, see. Yeah, love that boy. Uh, and and he says, he Bruno's say like, hey, Giorno Giovanna, I respect you for how you ripped off your own arm for a second back there. Mm-hmm. Which is just like a, really cool, cool. a cool reason to respect somebody. I Whereas like the other characters too. are like, like Koichi later is like, I think that this guy's not so bad because, you know, he had he had the chance to like really do damage to me and kill me, but I could tell that he was holding back. And Bruno's like, yeah, you ripped off your own arm. That was cool as hell. I really like Grazie. it. Let's be <laughs> Grazie. Let's be friends, huh? So they do. Mm-hmm. And then Fighting Gold plays. And yeah, I, he I says, like Giorno it. Giovanna. And then Fighting Gold plays. And I like I li- it now. I like it. Each time I hear it, I like it more. Mm-hmm. When he says, Fighting Gold, I'm like, oh, hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, the most of it's pretty good. Then he says that part, and I'm like, now nah, I'm into it. Yeah. Did you and I like where the so uh, I'm just gonna like estimate. Um, I think I'm gonna like the guy who shoots the gun in the intro. Why? Why is because that? I like I like the at the beginning when Coda's like it's like it's like very fast like dun, 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 and he's like he's running like a cool Naruto run mm-hmm. and then he aims his gun and I don't like his hat very much but like I think he looks cool. Uh huh. And um, I don't think I'm gonna like the time man. Um, okay. Well, I like. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna like the time man. I like the I like the the plain person is cool, mm-hmm. and then there's a fourth one who's probably cool that I don't remember at all. Uh, so you so you notice that it's, that uh is clearly an, an a plane. If you had to just based on that name that stand, what would you call it? Uh, Jefferson Airplane. Okay, good guess. Cool. Not not right, but good guess. Okay. Um, is it Aeroplane by the Red Hot Chili Peppers? No, unfortunately. Ah, fuck. Well, those yeah. are the two plane songs. Uh, um, did so you anyway, notice uh-huh. that? Okay, so after fighting gold, it says, you know, it's usually like episode three, like meet the gangster behind the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, in this season, they all say episodio three. Yeah, because that's how you say it in Italia. But also, uh, but also, it's named after Dio because it says Dio in it. Episodio. Episodio three, <laughs> and it's like Chorno. It. Return of of Dio. Yeah. Uh huh. That's a good shit. Uh, I like, uh, I think it comes back and, uh, like, Bruno is just kind of giving Giorno information about the gang. And we learned that the gang is called Passione. Mm-hmm. But he says, Passione means passion, but that's not related to the boss's name. Yeah. Like, okay. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I didn't ask, but thank you, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, we, no one knows the boss is, like, a mystery. Like, there is a boss, but he's very secretive and, like, Dude, never... I was so, like, I don't, I'm gonna say right now, I don't think this is gonna happen. So mm-hmm. don't take this out of context. But the first time I watched this episode, I was like, what if the boss was Dio and Giorno was forced to fight his own Brando? His own that would be pretty good. It would be pretty good if Dio was just like you thought that he like exploded and he was only like a torso with no head or brain or anything. Like, but he then he just went to sun. Italy. He melted in the sun. But if you Araki might think- was like, "Hey, Dio's back," I'd be like, "Yeah, sure, dude." 
Yeah, it's like J- fucking Josuke time traveled, and then Hiroko Araki was like, eh, whatever, <laughs> whatever. So yeah. it's fine. Mm-hmm. So uh, we find out that uh, the uh, a capo or capo or is a mob man, and he's mm-hmm. like a high ranking guy, and he's in charge of who gets in the gang or not. And the one that's in charge of Jorno getting in the gang is Pulpo. Mm-hmm. I might say Pulpo because that's like the Spanish. It's ever, like most of the people, especially the villains of this part, they're just named after food. Is, is Pulpo a food? Uh, Pulpo is like squid or octopus or something. Oh. Yeah. Cool. So when you get to a guy named fucking like Chocolata or whatever, you're like, yeah. Yeah. I okay. Cool. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, he was convicted of a certain crime. Yeah. And won't be out of jail for 15 years. So Giorno has to visit the, the regular-sized man in jail and, like, <laughs> do something, like, be appraised by And him. he says, like, apparently, like, because the uh, Passione fucking rules everything in Naples, he mm. could leave if he, want, if he wanted to. He could leave the cell, but yeah, he likes it, actually, apparently. He likes to just be there and just hang out. Yeah. Um, so... He Giorno goes in, and then there's this whole, like, police search, and they're like, you can't bring anything in or yeah. anything out. And we also like, got our down. first, our like, Bruno got our first, like, glimpse of, like, the Enyaba sweat of the series. Like, as he explains, like, you cannot tell Pulpo that you're a traitor or that I'm a traitor. Yeah. And then he goes inside, and he it's a funny... And, oh, yeah, this is where... So, is this where JoJo becomes neoliberal? Because I was told, I was told that part five is the most neoliberal JoJo. It, it, that, you need to see the whole part to... Okay, so it's gonna be like fucking Giorno's like, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna become the, I'm gonna make a good prison. Or Mm -hmm. something like that. Cool. And then, but still... Because I was like, like, given what Giorno does in this series of episodes, seems kind of radical. He is, (laughs) at this point, Giorno is still Antifa. Yeah. He's he's willing to use Which violence. it is with a heavy heart that I don't think Jonathan supports. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Um, so Giorno, he's like, oh, I thought I'd be meeting this guy in, like, a visiting room or something, but actually mm-hmm. I'm going to his cell, which is normal. So he goes there, and it's all spooky. And mm-hmm. you... There's just a I, nice, regular bed. I feel like, I feel like you ha- you're very excited about Popo, so I'll let you kind of describe... I mean, there's a lot to like! <laughs> okay. <laughs> So there's it's this scary green cell, and it ha- one of the walls is glass, so you can sort of look at each other through it. It's like you're at the fucking zoo. And yeah. then this fucking... Okay, so he's like, oh, where's Pulpo? Where's the normal-sized mafia man? And then the bed sits up, and you realize that this king-sized bed is actually Pulpo. It's a man. He's this fucking Studio Ghibli-looking motherfucker, and he's so fucking big, large, and he's also very observant. My neighbor Pulpo. My neighbor Pulpo. <laughs> My capo pulpo. Yeah. <laughs> He's genuine, like, listen, we talk about, like, we say, we, we, if you don't watch the show, you might think that, like, Koichi could fit in your pocket, and that would be true. But, like, this, we're not exaggerating. This man is, it's, like, he's significantly bigger than any, he's as big as the fucking road roller da that Dio fucking blasted Jotaro with. 15 feet tall. Yeah. Like, estimating. Like, and he's, he's like, a perfect size. circle. And he is perfectly round. Yeah. You could you can you could roll that boy down a hill and he would yeah. go all the way. Um he's huge and his voice is scary. Yeah. His voice has like that kind of like double it's like two voices in one and it's spooky. Yeah, it's but like just, it's like three quarters of Dio voice cuz it's like nice and deep but it's also doubled. Mhm. 
But I also, it's very funny when he's, you know, he's doing like his very like cool mafioso voice and then he just has like an anglicized word where he's just like, cracker, when he's talking about yeah. like just eating a cracker. 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 So he's eating crackers <laughs> yeah, and like caviar and cheese and everything and drinking fine wine. My man likes to eat. He likes to eat. Um, so he's talking to Giorno and he's like, oh, what's the most important thing in choosing someone? And Giorno says what they're capable of. But Popol's like, actually, no, trust is the most important thing. So, whatever you do, you better not be lying to me, and you better not betray the gang, no matter what you do, if you do one thing. And Journal's like, yeah, bud. Yeah, got no it. So, and, uh, yeah, I mean, you did kind of, you, you kind of glossed off the part, over the part where Popo fucking chews his fingers off. I, I try to forget that. Yeah, he's eating a cracker and kind of, like, bites into his fingers and they get all bloody. And he's like, sorry, I bit all my fingers off while I was eating a cracker. It's kind of like the cool, I guess, vein play that Araki's into now is, like, he just likes it when people chew their fingers off now. There is some bad... I don't know some, if it's Some bad body, finger stuff? Body horror? But, like, bad things happen to bodies in this part. Okay. I mean, that. But just given what I've seen so far, yeah. That's later on. So, on just, a scale from Pulpo chewing his fingers off to Starfinger, how much do you like to see the finger-related content? I mean, Starfinger's really good. Starfinger's so good. And also, yeah, Jor- Jorno's like, "Oh, I can do a gross thing too. Here's my bad ear trick. Here's how I can help the mafia." <laughs> show, show me now your talents. Mm. That was there. actually where I was. I was starting to have a little bit of a critique of this episode, which which no longer applies. But at this point, I was like. We have more ear tricks appearances in this in this series so far than Koichi appear, appearances. Yeah, but luckily that does get um, we get to see the small boy that, again. That gets remedied. Yeah. So um, basically, to get into the gang, Journal has to do some type of dumb test. Yeah. And the test is that Popo gives him a lighter. It's a very like ornate, like blue flame, fucking fancy lighter. And he was like, okay, all you have to do is don't let the flame go out for 24 hours. And if you come back and the flame's still lit, you can be in the gang. Really easy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't worry about it. So he says, okay, see you later. Come back tomorrow. Um, and then and he, Bruno... he walks out and gets immediately held at gunpoint by the cards. Yeah, so he walks out like fucking with the lighter in his hands. And the cops are like, okay, time for another body check. He's like, oh shit, I thought Pulpo bribe them but this right. must be the first part of the test and then we get a little a splash screen of echoes act three break dancing yeah for no reason remember it's, echoes act three i i you know i was like what was koichi stand again and then i saw him fucking doing notoriously fat's head spin and i was like hell yeah <laughs> oh yeah big shorts i know koichi gets smaller and echoes act three shorts get bigger <laughs> uh so the cops are like, okay, time for a body check. And fucking Jordo just grabs the lighter in his hand, and you can see it clearly, like, sizzling Listen, him. smoke comes out of his, like, fingers, and, like, that's not how s- smells or sights or fireworks, but it's Jojo Baby. It's Jojo Baby. And even more Jojo Baby is then eventually the cops like, okay, you can go, but first, open your hand and let me see what you have in there. Yeah, and open it's your like, smelly fire hand and let me see what's in there. burned up hand. And he does it very slowly, and then there's, like, a beautiful flower. A real normal flower. And the cop's like, okay, even though the law says you can't bring anything in or out, and I didn't see you enter with that flower, it's just a flower, so you can take it. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> so he does, and yeah. then goes and outside. He, and as he leaves, I just, uh, the one thing that I did want to hit from that last scene is we do um, find out that at this point, uh, Jorno is straight edge, canonically. Um, he, he hates drugs. 
because yeah, I just I, another another evidence because Popo's like, uh, would you like some fine wine, uh, Kraka? And but apparently it's not allowed, and also uh, that's where we learned that Jorno's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, it's straight edge. I'm straight, straight edge. edge. Uh, but it's the frustrating part is Jorno is deaf based on his the rest of his personality. He's definitely the most likely JoJo to smoke weed. Yeah. Other than Young Joseph, maybe. Yeah, Young Joseph is like he would like he would talk about he would talk he would be like the the vine of the kid at the skate park with weed socks, and it's like, hey, have you yeah. ever smoked weed? And just yeah, a lot. Yeah, a lot for sure. There's a, there's another JoJo in a future part that is the most likely, but we haven't gotten to them yet. Okay. So as as far as because as I far know someone... in my in Brooks's brain, it's it's got to be Jorno. Yeah. Um. So then he comes up, he's like, oh, he explains to us, basically, like, oh, actually, the flame was able to stay lit because I hid it in the flower. It's like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I don't care. It's fine. Yeah. So then he's like, well... Creatively, I guess it he, made sense. I guess he lives at, like, a boarding school or something, because he says he has a dorm. He doesn't live with, like, family. It's, it's, I guess it's like fucking Josuke, where, like, he never goes to class, but he he's always worried about school. Yeah. And there's just, this is when it becomes my favorite Jojo thing. It's just, like, a comedy, like, a sitcom premise. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, He can't put the lighter out, but weird events keep happening that put the there's lighter There's the fucking, danger. the pyramid of soccer players. I'm They're so like, happy they put, they kept this in. <laughs> because it makes no sense. Like, why? What was their they, plan? Exactly, what was their plan to take the picture? There's a full extended soccer team and fucking coaches and mascots all stacked up in a big pyramid on top of each other in front of a camera. And Jorno's walking by, and they say, hey, Jorno, can you press the shutter on the camera? And he's like, no, I can't. And then they're like, nani? And they're, like, shocked about it. Uh-huh. But, like, what was your plan in the first place? <laughs> if no one came by, what would you do? Yeah. Anyway. And then he says no can do to the fucking homeless guy from Liar Liar who needs some help carrying stuff, and then he goes back <laughs> to his dorm. Yeah, he goes back to his dorm, and he se- he sets, like, a little, like, alcove... That? Yeah, yeah, and then he gets out some treats. He gets a, he takes, he has just like loaves of bread in his room. He just room. gets some croissants and his favorite brand of soda. <laughs> he, he creates like a circle around the lighter and like t- munches a bite out the bread and puts the lighter in the bread for some reason to hold it up. Well, yeah. And he's like, this is, this will keep it safe. Um, and then he goes to take a delicious sip of his spread soda, I which didn't is a see it. which is a green soda can with a lemon on it. It's a spread? but it says spread, like the Outcast song that Andre Three Thousand sings. That's that's what he was singing about. Yeah, he knew. He I knew. can't. I can't wait to take this lighter home. Mm-hmm. And, then uh, and then Koichi busting through. Jordan's just like, well, this is it. It's going to be easy now. But fucking Blue Koichi busts in, and he's like, hey, I heard this is where Jordan lives. I'm here to get my shit back. Uh, so Jorno, like, goes out the window or something. Mm-hmm. And Koichi's, like, rummaging around his, his stuff, and he goes in Jorno's desk and finds his passport, and he says, ah, this is my passport. I know it is, because it has the mark symbolizing Japan. <laughs> like, your picture would probably be in it, yeah. too. Ah, I but... see the fly in the background. Yeah, the UA, UA, UA fly. Uh-huh. That's how I know Jotaro sent me here. And fucking Jorno is, like, hiding behind the window, like, Oh, I had actually planned to return the passport to him. Then why'd you lie? <laughs> what? Yeah. I sold all your shit. Please stop following me. Yeah. Anyway, um, he's like Spider-Manning outside the window, and he makes, I, I think it's like his light or his lamp or something turn into a snake. Hell yeah, dude. He turns the like, fucking, yeah, the whole light, like, fucking tube into a snake that gently bites the bread with the lighter in it and carries it over to him. Yeah, and uh, the observant Koichi 
doesn't notice any of this. A fucking uh-huh. snake carrying a burning piece of bread. D- no, doesn't he see the lighter and he's like, this lighter is dangerous. I should put it out. And then it's gone and he's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, might as well go on with my day. I mean, he forgot about his wife very quickly. So yeah. I'm sure he's just a very he, forgetful person. He did. So then Jarno gets a lighter. He's like, oof, uh, doofa, that was a close one. I have to do everything I can to protect this lighter and must not let it get into any harm. And then he's immediately splashed the fucking bucket of water. Yeah, the fucking liar liar guy is back. And he, oops, oopsie doodle. And he dumps a whole bucket. It's like he got fucking slime. Yeah, he he fucking, he stumbles onto the set of Slime Time Live and Pickboy fucking owns him. Yeah. Uh, so then the the janitor or whatever, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I can't believe I did that. How clumsy well, of me. Well, sorry, I'm one day away from retirement. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a I'm little clumsy. Retirement, and after I help you dry off from this bucket of water, I'm going to go home and see my lovely wife of 35 years and my four children who love me. <laughs> uh, then Giorno looks at the lighter and guess what? It's not lit anymore. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. So he dries it off and lights it back up. And he's like, oh, hey, it's normal. And everything's fine. Uh, but it's not. A it's stand not. Showed up. A stand showed up. This big, gross, awful hate to see it stand comes you out. Hate to see it. I don't. Oh, I don't like this one. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. It's like a gross beetle, and it comes out and it rips out the janitor man's soul and says, "I'll give you one more chance. You have two possible paths. Hail to you." It looks and so I good. Don't, I don't like it. They made it better because it's like sexy now. Like it has sexy legs. Yeah, it's horny. It's got gams. I'm so glad you noticed too. <laughs> because from they, it it looks like it's wearing like a robe or something, and it never does a fucking like sick battle pose in the manga. Right. So I always assumed it just kind of like floated around like a ghost. Uh huh. But apparently, it walks with legs. Yeah. With sex, like when SpongeBob pulls up his le- like pants yeah, and has like yeah. spelt legs. That's what it has. The fucking okay. I think part of why I didn't I didn't grow to love this stand very very much is because I as a as an anime only man only learned what its name was after it died. Uh huh. And I learned that the name was Dark Sabbath for sure. Which it should be Black Sabbath. Sure it's, I don't know. It's probably just Dark Sabbath. It's probably just Shadow Sabbath. Oh yes, yeah, Shadow Sabbath. Whatever. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, Shadow um, Sabbath. Anyway, the so yeah, it's it has the fucking arrow from the bow and arrow that comes out of its mouth. Yeah, and that that did make me. I was like the French fan rip of the first episode when I saw the stand arrow. I was like clapping like the clapping. big like the wrestling fan. Does it kill the guy in this episode? Yeah, it's a, you have two choices. The first is to live and become a chosen one, which means a stando, and then the other path is death. And then he just fucking brains and kills the janitor. He, like, rips his soul out of his body and stands And then throws him down the fucking stairs. Yeah. And then he notices Giorno and he's like, I bet you also reel at the lighter. Yeah. And then the episode ends. And then, yeah, that's the end. And I got really (laughs) excited because I thought what was going to happen was already we were going to get, like, fucking... Double stand gold experience by Sadosto. Uh-huh. And I was like, In episode I, three. Yeah, I barely understand how gold experience works, but Listen, fuck yeah. Araki, dude. At this point, Araki doesn't understand either. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, gold experience is kind of like a reverse Killer Queen, because you know how Killer Queen gets more powers as it goes on? Yeah. Uh, gold experience kind of loses powers as Araki forgets that yeah. it has them. It would be Just, sick if, like,. It'd be funny if, like, because this is this was basically like Yoshikage Kira wants to live a quiet life, kind of like when he was hiding from Koichi. Mm-hmm. It would have been funny if they were if it was like, hey Kira, can you like 
can you hit the shutter for this camera? And it's like, Killer Queen has already touched the shutter. Yeah. And then he dies. It'd be funny. Um, and then at the end of the episode, you're thinking, wow, Giorno's really in a tough spot with this stand. He doesn't know what it is or where it came from, but he has to succeed in order to join the gang. I wonder if he'll be able to succeed in his quest. Next episode, <laughs> joining the gang. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Uh, so yeah. Next episode, the banana ruse. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the successful a, banana trick by Giorno a, Giovanna. Giorno's famous banana ruse, uh-huh. as you all know. Uh, so that's that episode. Let's uh, check in with the Speedwagon Foundation. Yeah. If you like to listen to our stuff, you can donate to us on patreon.com slash Thrones. At $5 a month, you'll get, uh, you can send in a message that we'll read. We have one today. Nice. Uh, you can, we'll give you special shout outs in episodes. And you can send in album requests to our other podcast, Fun Point, which we do next week, and we're talking about the Gaslight Anthem 59 sound. Yeah. Have you listened to it, any of it yet? I've listened to the first half, and I uh, you know, don't want to give it away, but I fucking like to listen to it. Okay, good. Well, tune in next week on Fun Point to hear the, uh, the rest of that discussion. Yeah. Um, and at $10 a month, you get all that, plus special user status in Discord, and you get to be involved in some way when we do our uh, live streams. Jackbox Party Pack 5 is out. Haven't gotten to play it yet. Haven't gotten to play it yet. Maybe we can uh, play that sometime soon. Yeah. And uh, also, we do some uh, special Patreon-only content, like Carry Me Home, with me and producer Kim, where we watch and rank all the Jim Carrey movies once a month. Unfortunately, because we usually record the last weekend of the month, but Kim is very sick, so we're going to have to push it back a week. So please accept my humblest apologies that you won't get to hear us talk about the fucking number 23 for another you, five You won't have to listen to, you won't get to listen to 20 minutes of, what the fuck is the Majestic? Yeah. <laughs> or um, us, like, singing a TV theme song or something. Yeah. And it's fucking, I do, I do want to offer, I do want to offer what to me was a very funny correction. Um, or just like, just a clarification for those of you listening at home. Um, so on Carry Me Home, they like to refer to Jim Carrey's The Mask as Slime Man. There yeah. isn't a, a separate Jim Carrey movie called Slime Man. There is no, like, uh, Sinbad as Shazam style, <laughs> like, alternate timeline where Jim Carrey played a character known as Slime Man. That's just what we call The Mask. Yeah, just the, there's only one green movie where he becomes powerful and horny, and it's The Mask. It's The Mask. There is no such movie as Slime Man. I'm sorry to... Yeah, <laughs> I mean... the heavy heart. Yeah. I just uh, thought that so was very funny. Like, in the chat, there were, like, eight people who were like, like what I the fuck is Slime Man? Man? I can't find Slime Is it on Netflix? I can't yeah. find Slime Man anywhere. <laughs> uh, so that's, next week we will put up our episode about the number 23, which I have Hell seen before. yes. And I don't remember any of it, so, I mean, I guess that doesn't help, but. Ah, uh, I heard it's not great. Yeah, I bet you'll like it. I'll, I'll probably really like it. It'll probably it, uh, that's gonna be. I want to see Kim put that one above Slime. Kim's Man. gonna like fucking put a double barreled shotgun to my chest and say "better than Slime Man" and kill me instantly. The number twenty three, and just shoot you with the end. It'll leave the number twenty three in your chest, and you'll say, "Wow, yeah. it's true." And then yeah, it'll be Brooks Oglesby shot in the chest twenty three times. Cancel <laughs> concert. <laughs> Cancel podcast. <laughs> Sorry, guys, no podcast tonight. <laughs> um, watch Slime Man and got poisoned. Yeah. <laughs> So that's that. Uh, our special user this week is our newest donor, Yupka. Thank you, Yupka. Thank you, Yupka. And we have a user message. Um, I'll handle this one. 
Fucking uh, finally. Just because I specifically wasn't requested, like, hey, make Brooke say this. Yeah. So I figured I'd give you a break. You're not going to like the content, though. I bet I will. This one comes in from Patreon user Breakfast. Uh, oh, hello. Hello. One of the Breakfast Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it begins. Mamma mia. Love to see yada yada boys in my feet again. I'm just writing in to remind you that Caesar Zeppeli canonically had brothers and sisters. So keep in mind that any one of these characters could have ties to the Zeppeli lineage, as well as the National Fascist Party. I liked it until the end so much! It really, really swerved on you there, huh? Yeah! I was really like, hmm, you know, it really makes you think. What if one of the, like, uh, distant Zeppeli was that fucking 13-year-old It better not man. be the fucking time man. Is the 13-year-old man who had his body inhabited yeah. by, you know... <laughs> Yeah, that was a- actually Mario Zeppoli did make it out of the fucking Pillar Man pillar. Uh-huh. And that then he him. he decided he wanted a quiet life as a janitor in Naples. Yeah. <laughs> the, the as as the jan- this was uh only in the director's cut, but as the janitor is dying, he says, "Oh, take this, the the Zeppoli family spirit." But they didn't put that part in. Uh-huh. Um so thank thank you, Jordan. Um Next episode, number four, joining the gang. Uh, Dude, Caesar had brothers and sisters. Huh? Caesar did have... Sorry, I just... Hey, did you know this? Hey. He did. Caesar had... We saw his family tree in part two. And he meant... Yeah, he mentions them. Well, they, and they, I mean... I mean, it's peripheral, because, like, also Caesar fucked and, like, lived a full life. But, like... He had brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. And they all, they all, the fa- the Zeppeli family canonically loves to fuck. Will Zeppeli told us that. Will Zeppeli, yeah, he did. Uh, Jonathan, I'll teach you to fuck. Remember when he <laughs> came up and he said that and then he punched a frog? And then he fucking sprinkled, like, pepper on his sandwich. Remember yeah. that? <laughs> Why did he do that? Oh, man. The show, the show used to be normal. Used to be? Remember when fucking Master Ton Petty did a big <laughs> leaf hang glider? He's, remember when fucking Dyer, his special move was that he attacked you very slowly? <laughs> <laughs> this is like, fuck. Genuinely, like, I, I mean, we got, we got eight parts to get through. I'm not mm-hmm. actually proposing this, but like. Man, going through JoJo again someday, I can't wait to like just like hop back into Phantom Blood and being like, who the fuck is Tarkus? Tarkus? And Bruford, you know that. Yeah. Remember how it, there's a throwaway gag in fucking Phantom Blood? Someone is like, face, like, probably Tarkus is like, face this, my army of zombie lords. And they're all named after the members of Led Zeppelin. And yeah, they and they immediately die by chandelier. A chandelier falls on all of them at once. Yeah. Great, great show. Great show. Uh, anyway, my first note for this episode is Black Sabbath fucking rules, dude. <laughs> it's it's. Cool. I don't like its gross worm eyes. And it's sexy. It is. I mean, it's kind of horny, huh? Which I don't like. I know that's, like, not my brand, but they made it horny. Yeah. It into I mean, Popo has a raw sexual energy. Popo exudes just he can be. He can become a bed. Like, come on. He, he can't. <laughs> Come on, come on, fuck on Pulpo. Fuck on Pulpo, come on. It's a fucking honeymoon suite. <laughs> anyway, we get a very good JoJo color shift in this scene. There's, yeah. 
Where, like, the sky's red and Jorno has, like, blue hair and everything. It's good. It's, like, dream Kakyoin. It's nice. Dream Kakyoin, yeah. But it's there's no baby there saying, Lolly ho! Yeah, so, fucking good. What do, which stand do you rather look at? Of, in terms of spooky stands, would you rather see uh, Black Sabbath <laughs> or Death 13? You know what was good to look remember at? That, remember that Death 13's, like, eyes fell out like a gross egg. Yeah, let me make... look at Death 13 again. Let me just... Oh, I don't like that one. Yes. Yeah, no, I'd rather look at the gross, the one that we're currently looking at. The uh, Shadow Sabbath. Shadow Sabbath. Yeah. You know what was a good stand? Uh-huh. Uh, en- Enyaba's Justice. Was, oh, it's it was just like a spooky halo skull with a normal king's crown on it. It was the spooky halo skull that It was, was the share zone. That's all it, it was. It was the share zone. It was made <laughs> out of fucking weed smoke and then Star Platinum <laughs> smoked it all up. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's how he beat him. That's a oh, that's good good show. I like uh, Star Platinum significantly more than I like Jotaro. Star Platinum's cool. Star Platinum is really good. Yeah. I like when Star Platinum changes colors in part four. I like that color scheme better. Yeah, he looks good. It's because Jotaro wears white now, because he's pure. He's pure, yeah. and also that's part of his, like, doctor's cloak, that, like, when you get a medical degree. He yeah, probably that, also got a medical degree, in addition to his English degree or whatever the not, fuck. Not, not his um, school uniform. That's his doctor's uniform. That's what he wears in the book. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so anyway, uh, Black Sabbath gets a hold of Giorno, and if you noticed, the other guy, it ripped his soul out. But it ripped out Jorno's stand. Mm. Oh, intriguing. Um, so he says he's dragging my soul out of me through my shadow. It actually, it looks very, I, I was like, cool budget season five. Because, like, it's pulling his, like, stand soul out through his shadow. And it looks really cool. Hey, Kim's back. Hey, Kim's back. Oh. <laughs> thank, thank you. Yes. <laughs> Because yeah, remember the, how, like, in season one, it was just, like, Jonathan looked like a, he looked like fucking Optimus Prime. Like, he had all these hard <laughs> lines, and it was, like, it looked like shit. Uh-huh. And now it's like, yeah, It looks yeah. so good. Thank you. Uh, David probably yeah, thank got you, that, David. that budget. Yeah. Um, anyway, eventually, like, he, uh, Black Sabbath has a hold of gold experience, and Jorno's like, wow, this guy, he's way stronger than me, so I guess I'll just have to beat the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. And then we finally get this season's, like, like dun, 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 dun. we get, like, this season's version of it, which uh-huh. I don't have memorized. But it yeah, is a similar, will. it's not exactly, dun, 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 but it's, like, based on that motif. And yeah. then when he does a big punch, like, the saxophone, it's a saxophone. Yeah, it kind of it's kinda sounds like, it's kind of like a Mario Kart 8, sort of like, like Baby yeah. Park, you know? Like the last lap of yeah. Baby Park. <laughs> uh, and I don't know if we've seen it yet, but we do get his... Instead, instead of when he does a lot of punches, instead of saying "oro oro" like Jotaro, yeah. he says "muda muda." He like says "muda." So I guess "muda" is just a genetic trait that Dio passed down. Yeah, that's just something because he doesn't even know about Dio yet. They looked into the genes and they said that's genetically passed down to. Yeah, you it was a recessive a gene that, but yeah, it's fine. He doesn't say "hinjaku hinjaku" or "ri," but you know we're only four episodes in, mm-hmm. so. Uh. Um. So I have, so it seems like for this to work, for it to either give you a stand or kill you, you, you have to be stabbed with the whole arrow, I guess. Because it, the arrow very much does pierce him several times. Yeah. And yeah, and he's like, ow, it hurts when it pierces me. Fuck. Ow, ow it hurts when the whole arrow. Ow, oof, ow. Ow, and... ow, yeah. Bone hurting arrow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's fine. It's Jojo, and, baby. And then, uh, like, they're, they, go back and forth for a little bit, and he realizes that uh, Black Sabbath can only, like, exist in shadows. 
Mm-hmm. So anytime he's in the light, he's basically safe. And then fucking Koichi shows up and he's like, hey, Ajorno, I'm here to fuck everything up and die. <laughs> Koichi just fucking falls down the stairs, and when he opens up the closet door, Koichi's in there with, like, a bucket stuck on his head. Yeah. Just, oh, <laughs> like, shit. Oh, dang and he's it. He's like, you're Dio's kid, right? Yeah. Jotaro told me to come find you. <laughs> Ron, put Italian in my brain. <laughs> uh, so then as Jorno's uh, fighting this, like, evil-looking stand, Koichi's like, hey, Jorno, I'm here to be mad at you. And Jordan's yeah. like, look, we don't have time for this. I have shit that's going on. Please just hang on for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, he realizes that if Koichi was watching this whole thing, he also saw the lighter come back up. Yeah. And then Black Sabbath goes to Koichi. Yeah, Black him. Sabbath's like, oh, yeah. And then just goes and stuff, fucking starts choking Echoes Act 3. Yeah, and he's like, Koichi sees the arrow, and he's like, oh, this isn't good. Mm-hmm. I, do, then- I do like that this is sort of a, a turn, uh, how the turntables, uh, funny moment about like Dio, cause you know, Dio famously, his, one of his famous vampire traits was that he didn't like to be out in the sun. But Giorno's favorite thing. But Giorno is trying to pull the shadow out into the light, and it's kind of like a theme or motif. If this was the like thing, an the, the, one before. of the first things he, we hear him say is "Buongiorno," which is "Good morning." Which good, oh, oh, that's actually good. Which is not what Dio likes to say. Yeah, he was the Kanye West. He likes song. to say it was, he likes to say it was me, Dio. Yeah, mm. which I like to say too. But yeah, themes and motifs. Uh, so basically, Koichi's about to get fucked up but yeah Giorno, he turns like the handrails of where they're standing into like vines mm-hmm. and through the vines the sun shines and then black oh. doesn't like it and he kind of melts away but he's able to like escape into some shadow did uh, you notice that okay so like the like this this like banister that like I, I eyeballed it and like this staircase and banister is at least two koichis tall mm-hmm. and the dude just like Koichi just hops on down like he's fucking Tyrion in a Game of Thrones. I'm googling right now Koichi height. Uh, Koichi is a teenage boy of average build, five foot two tall. Though he's typically depicted shorter. <laughs> that seems about right. Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. it's just, like he's jumping from over ten feet, and it's just like I don't know. Well, I don't. I know I'm watching part five of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but I was like, come on, Koichi, that should hurt. The it uh JoJo's Bizarre Encyclopedia is telling me that he is 18 years old in Part Five. Oh, okay, so, yeah. Which is why he's married. Which is why he's married now and has a wife. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So my next note here is just I believe what I did was right, but I feel dark and gross inside. So, Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Is that because oh Koichi comes out and after is it after he's attacked and almost killed by a stand? Koichi's like, hey, you killed that old man. Yeah. <laughs> Why'd you do that? And then he's like. Yeah, Jorno's like, I fucked up, but I'm still good, and I'll do the right thing. Mm-hmm. I'm Jorno, baby. Yeah, I, Jorno Giovanna, have a dream that I believe to be right. Yeah. And then so. Koichi looks directly into the camera, and he says, that arrow was from the bow and arrow from before. Yeah. And then it, he explains, <laughs> Jorno's like, what experience do you have with this? And mm-hmm. Koichi explains, oh, two years ago, I was murdered by throat piercing and dragged around a house for 48 hours, and all the blood went out of my body, and that's why I'm powerful now. And that's why it gave me this disgusting stand. It made me very, very strong, and now my, and now my stand can swear. Yeah. Uh, so then Koichi just immediately knows. He's like, oh, I've seen a stand like this before. It's a remote-controlled stand. 
So that means it just acts kind of on its own and only follows arbitrary directions. But any damage you do won't hurt its user. I was... If you make it heavy, his hand will probably feel heavy, but that's about it. That's about it. Yeah. Fucking, I was so... I was, I was like the, the woman doing complicated math equations in my head meme. When uh, he was like, we've seen a stand like this before. And I was like, fucking Adam Hartfather? I, like, what are you I fucking did, And I then it's, oh, to, sheer heart attack. Yeah, I had to pause it and remember, oh, yeah, it was sheer yeah. heart attack. Look like, please here. stop using subtext, Koichi. Please make it as textual as possible for me. Yeah, only cowardly subtext. This should yeah. have been... This was also conveniently left out of that article I mentioned where he, he talks about having yeah. seen something before. Koichi should have pulled up a picture that he drew in crayon of Killer Queen and been like, okay, so this one has a second version of a stand. Okay, so this one for some reason has three stands. He releases so this, this one, one kind of from his wrist like a Beyblade. This and one, it can put a plant inside of it. And it makes a cool noise that I forget how it goes, but I do remember thinking that it sounded cool when he said it. Uh-huh. Anyway. Fucking what a cheer heart attack say, fuck. Kochiro Miro. Something like Kochiro Miro, yeah! <laughs> it's so good! I don't, I'm just like phonetically remembering it. Yeah, no, I know, it just sounded like Pentagon Jr., so I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> um... So anyway, uh, they, they're like, so Jonah has a plan, he's like, I'll put it in the shadow of, like, a scooter a or something. A fucking dirt bike. And, and then, then I'll zoom off on the scooter, and then it'll be left in the sunlight, and this'll work. Yeah, and then Koichi and then was they, like, I also used a dirt bike with my friend Okuyasu in part four. Remember? Remember when, uh, my friend, uh, Josuke had to ride a motorcycle over 60 kilometers per hour, or the feet <laughs> would get him? Um. Yeah. So then they, like... And fucking Black Sabbath is, like, standing there like the fucking, like, It Follows creature. Yeah. And this is where them. we learn that the stand has gams. Yeah, it, like, whips back its cloak, and for a split second, you see it has, like, sexy legs. It, it, it really is, like, the Spongebob picture. And it, like, sends out some, like, funny Game of Thrones ravens after them. Uh-huh. And so, it, this was actually, like, fucking cool to me. Like, yeah. you see it disappear, and I'm like, oh, it's probably just in the shadows. But it was actually, like, ravens were flying above head, and it was moving in the shadows that the ravens yeah. were casting. which is, it's like, literally a fucking My Hero quirk in the new arc. <laughs> but it's good, in both cases. It is. Rem- uh, remember how Tokoyami, his new power is it's the tr- troll, troll physics? physics? Yeah. <laughs> yep. He's like, I just grab myself, and then I fly and up. Myself and myself goes up, and I hold myself up, and then I'm up. Yeah, and it works. Yeah. And everyone's like, okay, dude, we'll talk about this later, but we're in a fight right now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, so Black Sabbath comes out and it grabs Jorno again and it fucking yanks him to the floor and it's about to kill him. Uh, but Koichi runs up and he's like, hey, three freeze. And he makes, uh, Black Sabbath's hands really heavy. It's good. Uh, but he thinks that this will, like, make Black Sabbath lose its grip, but it's very strong in the shadows and it doesn't let go. (laughs) Fucking, this made me miss Josuke Uh because, like, I'm so, and, like, I know that, like, Josuke, like, Crazy Diamond couldn't, like, fix Josuke, but it was still, like... I'm so desensitized to, like, oh, no, my legs are going to break. Because it was so just, like, okay, your stand will fix it. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But, like, Jorno's like, like, Koichi's, like, fuck. Jorno's legs are going to fucking explode under the pressure. And then mm-hmm. Jorno's like, actually, it's cool. Do it. This is fine. And then the <laughs> like, beatdown music starts playing. He says, this is perfect. I can't wait for my legs to break. So, why fucking... Oh, yeah. Because... Jordan uh, does some shit. Jordan, because okay, so here's what happens. As far as I understand, what happens? Black Sabbath is really heavy, so it's like stuck to the ground. And as it like smashed to the ground, it like broke the, it like made a big crack in the floor. Yeah. 
So Jorno uses gold experience and goes through the floor and grabs the roots of a tree. And he makes the tree... He puts so much life in the tree. He uses the it, click remote to speed up uses, its entire life cycle. Up, he, he makes it live so fast that it dies. And then the tree goes away and the sunlight shines like where the tree was. And then because Black Sabbath is heavy, it can't get out of the sunlight. And it's good. Uh, and then he's like, uh, Koichi, can you please move over one step to the side? <laughs> so the sun can hit it better. Uh-huh. And then he says, you told me there were two paths, but sadly, you only have one. I want to be, I want to be like the fucking, the, the funny fandom Simpsons character guy who like goes to a, a Jojo like convention and, and like questions Hirohiko Araki and it's like, um, well in episode one, you said that, uh, that gold experience has never used its power against a living thing. Well, actually trees are living things. So mm-hmm. how are, how are you going to thread that needle? Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, they are living things. And also, like, I know that he won't, but does that also mean that he could just, like, make people decay by, like, turning them into, like, old people and the dead? Probably. That'd be fucking cool. It'd be cool if there was a stand that did that. Yeah? Anyway, moving on. Ah, Uh, another bold Brooks prediction. Yeah. They go to space in this one. (laughs) Listen, that was the exception that proves the rule. Yeah, yeah, true, true. And also, hey, we've got we've got several more parts. Mm. Um, Sir, so... we've received a transmission that um, this uh, asteroid that eventually stopped thinking is heading directly towards Earth. <laughs> we've got to go out and stop it. <laughs> we gotta, yeah. Get Doctor Polnareff on the line. <laughs> Armageddon two. Fucking yeah. all the Joe stars have to go to space and destroy cars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to close my eyes. Yeah. Koichi, I'll stay behind on the the car's rock. You go back to Earth. (laughs) Jotaro, no! Fucking Echo Zack 3. Koichi, I go, you stay. No following. No following. Beach. No following, Beach. Echoes fucks up and makes the asteroid really heavy when it comes to Earth faster. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so they defeat Black Sabbath, and Koichi's like, I gotta tell Jotaro about this right now immediately. So he runs to the phone to call him, and Giorno runs up, and he, like, puts his hand on the receiver, or whatever. And I'm so happy they also kept in this shot of Giorno being fucking 30 feet taller than Koichi <laughs> at the payphone. He's big! Like, Koichi, somehow, he's he has the payphone in his hand, but he doesn't even reach, like, the phone box. You know what I mean? Like, the yeah. where you hang it up. Like, he's shorter than that. Anyway, he's like, uh, okay, I'll tell you everything, but please, like, I need to do this. Like, don't, it's about, like, a mob thing, so if it gets out, like, they'll know about me, so please. Like, I'll tell you, just keep this between us, and we'll be good. Okay, see you later. Yeah, I, I like that Giorno and Koichi are now, like, they're, they're, like, they trust each other more than anything. Yeah. They're best friends now. It's Jojo, baby. So then, it's the next day, and, uh, it's just Giorno, like, walking back into Popo, Popo's cell, and he fucking, like, is yeah, slurping, dude. he's like slurping down. He got a, a special good boy pizza that I guess was like bed size because he didn't even see where he was. It's like a pizza, like if you got a pizza for a children's pizza party, but it was just one big pizza. Yeah, and he was like, and he fucking, Giorno Giovanna, I got the he, special good boy pizza as a gift and I'm going to eat a banana and apple now. Are you religious? He slurps he it like a, like a jelly. Like, yeah, he it all down. It's like the fucking end of Scooby Doo. Where are you? Where he licks all of the icing off, but it's of a course. big whole pizza. Yeah. Uh. So then he's talk. He, we we 
he mentions a lot that when he eats, blood goes to his stomach. Yeah, it's just kind of a new thing that's relevant for now. And I said, oh, ulcerative colitis. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> ah, well, representation. Well, popo, popo, so relatable. And then he just gives this whole big speech. He's like, they're, they're, he, basically, he says he'll risk his life over being insulted. Yeah, and he also and he, we also learned that Giorno is agnostic. Giorno is agnostic, yeah. He, Popo's like, there's fighting is useless, but some people fight over, like, beliefs or getting your seat taken on the bus. Yeah. He says some shit like that. Yeah. Anyway, you're in the gang. Yeah. I and will, he, listen, it's stupid to fight, but if you insult me, I will risk my life over it. Yeah. The, he's, the most despicable thing you can do is insult someone. I don't know about that one, Chief. But well, when you're that big, you're that large. So like, yeah, you know. And then he's uh, he's like he's like, God can forgive even murder. Don't forget that later this episode, Jorno. But congrats, you're in the org now. Congrats, you're in the organization. And he flips him like some like pin or like sigil. It's that the shows. special passione badge. Passione badge. And as he's doing this, we see Jorno like reach in secretly with gold experience. Yeah, he has a secret stand, but like luck, you know, with stand users can see can see stands. But luckily, Pulpo is taking a delicious sip as yeah. he's doing it. Uh, now, wow! Just let a teenager into my gang. Now to take a big sip of wine and eat a banana. <laughs> and it says, "Let's celebrate, Jorno Giovanna." But he's already walking away. He's so Jorno. He's like, "Oh, let's celebrate!" And Jorno's already walking out. And did you see that Pulpo has his like face pressed up against the glass? <laughs> Yeah. And it's, like, smushed. It looks really funny. Yeah. And he, and he, he thinks that he's vexed Jorno into botherations. He's like, ah, he thinks he, this kid's a brat, but I don't even know if he did it or not. But, uh, he's mm-hmm. young and clueless. And then mm-hmm. he, he, oh, he even does the Eddie laugh about it. Like, he's like, oh, this is a young clueless guy. And then he's like, <laughs> and it's good. Yeah. He stole my laugh. That's, that Black Sabbath also does that. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we see Koichi and he says something. He's, it's just like, he, I think he does call Jotaro, but he's like, oh, I can see that uh, we yeah. were wrong about Giorno. Like, I can see he has a righteous heart. <laughs> he's good. I'm in the mafia now. Bye, Jotaro. Bye, Jotaro. And he's like, uh, can I just tell you about all this stuff in person? And Jotaro's like, uh, okay, yeah, see you soon. And then Koichi, he's like reminiscing, and he's like... It's so good. He's like, I can tell that he really is a Star because he has the same spirit that all of them do. And it's this is all drawn in, like, part four... Part five style. Dude, Josuke looks like shit. Josuke looks... So we see in the sky, they're not dead, they're not spirits, it's just Koichi remembering them. So we see Giorno pop up, and then uh, Josuke, Jotaro, and like... Part three Joseph! Part three Joseph. So this is Koichi remembering the Joestars he knows. (laughs) And he doesn't remember like the shitty, like, senile Joseph from part four. Yeah, for some reason he remembers part three Joseph in his like, explorer's hat and his brown outfit. Yeah, and he's he's like the the Joestar bloodline exudes righteousness from their hearts as if it were their life energy. Remember yeah. when Josuke robbed a middle schooler? <laughs> yeah, a middle schooler and his dying grandpa. <laughs> yeah. Remember when um remember when remember when, when Jotaro got um time traveling or time stopping powers and he defeated the world's immortal Dio vampire and then uh he couldn't shoot a rat and he almost died cuz the rat learned how to shoot a gun. Well the they, well the rat was named Ratbitten. It was not or, named Ratbitten. It was bug it, it was, was bug eaten. It was bug eaten. <laughs> I have a PhD, Koichi. His name is Fuggy, and that's the last I'm going to hear about this. <laughs> Thank you, Roy. <laughs> Thank you, Roy. Um, so then Koichi was like, well, I guess I'll go sightseeing. Yeah. And then he's and, gone. We don't see him again. Yeah. Do you 
Do you think Koichi is faithful to his wife? Yes. Of course he is. Because she'll murder him if he isn't. Yeah, but like... We're never gonna have part nine, Koichi had a secret child out of wedlock and it's the new Joe Star. I don't, I don't know. That'd be pretty good though. And if it was a really tiny JoJo <laughs> and it goes around in like a Stuart Little car. Yeah. It's all like Tower of Grey size, but it's the actual yeah. person. That'd be really good. Small soldiers, big battles. <laughs> um, anyway, we see, uh, it's like cutting back and forth between Popo and Giorno, who's walking down the street with Bruno. Uh, and Jordan's just kind of talking to himself, but basically what happens is we get the incredible JoJo line of, you insulted that innocent man's life, so I turned one of your guns into a banana. Yeah, do you, I fucking hate it when I get a new banana and I open the peel and I hear it, it fucking click and the safety so, go off. Yeah, you, I uh, hate when that happens. You really like this part, so I'll let you kind of... I really like this, this is the part where I was like, okay, part five's good. Like, uh-huh. I'm on board now. Like, I've, I've liked all of it up to this point, but this is where I was like, okay, it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so, like, yeah, like, Giorno's, like, making Jotaro face as he, he's walking with his friend Bruno. And he's like, well, Popo, yeah, it, 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 it's, I made a banana, the minions. And then, Thanks. so, Popo in his cell, he goes and he bites into the banana. And Gold, we see that Gold Experience turned his fucking gun into a banana. So he bites into the gun and fucking brains himself and dies. So, two things. Did you see, like, Black Sabbath appears very briefly and then, like, disappears? No, I don't think I did. That's very good, though. As soon as he shoots himself, you see, like, Black Sabbath. I noticed that, like, the broken stand arrow was on the ground in front of him. That makes sense. Okay. Because I, I, like, I watched it again, and it's, like, basically, like, barely two frames of Black Sabbath, like, appearing with, like, a scared face, and then it, like, Uh, disintegrates. I, I, thank you, David Productions, for, like, genuinely, like, putting in small things like that. So much, like, little detail. Two, is this... Because, so, in previous parts, we've seen that villains have, even though we can safely assume that they've died due to their injuries, like, it says, we are told that they are forced to retire. Yeah, we're usually, yeah, Pulpa was not forced to retire. Is, is this, is Jorno the first Jojo to directly murder another human? I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure, the answer is probably objectively no, but I sure yeah. can't remember. Uh-huh. Yeah, like in terms of literally just fucking murdering someone, he did kill. Yeah, and it's like an extreme way. Like even when like Kira, he's not even a JoJo, but like even when like Kira would like walk into some annoying train man's house and like blow him up. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's something even more just like visceral about like fucking because he kills himself with a gun and there's a fucking blood explosion behind them. Yeah. And even, like, last time, it was like, haha, I'm gonna turn this, I'm gonna fold a gun into this paper, I'm Enigma! And, like, this one's, like, what if Banana was a gun and I killed you with it? So, it's because Giorno, he does have a good heart because of the Joestar blood, but also, he does have that Dio in him, too, you know? So, mm-hmm. he's willing to do some, some nasty shit. He's really willing to get freaky. I would love to get, like, that one stand that could go into Joseph's body and just go into Giorno's and just see, like, what's... Like, just get the lovers to kind of... Just, like, how... Yeah, how much... Can the lovers, like, let me see, like, fucking Giorno's chromosomes so I can see how much is actually Joestar and how much is actually a mortal vampire? (laughs) Episode 5, Giorno Giovanna takes a 23andMe DNA test. (laughs) Yeah, and he Weird, re- they probably there's probably a lot more information on Italy because, as we know, Caesar Zeppoli had brothers and sisters, and they probably weird. I'm 100 percent British, huh? Huh? 
Forgot about, forgot about that, huh? huh. Anyway. Weird. So then, it, says, uh, it says here that I hate Japanese people. Huh. <laughs> I hate Japanese coffee. Huh. All right. Yeah. Um, so then, whatever. That's like, we cut back to Giorno and Bruno walking, and they're going to some restaurant, and Bruno's like, here, come in this place. I'm about to introduce you to my team. And then we see all the four cool intro people as the cool music plays. Yeah, one of them's wearing headphones, one's, like, writing in a notebook, and the other two are just kind of, like, sitting there. Yeah, and then then Bruno says, they're all stand users. Which is, like, it's a cool, like, nice. But also, I I watched Fighting Gold four times. Yeah, so I kind of figured that that one out. Yeah. Uh, That's the episode. Yeah, next next episode, we're going to find Pulpo's fortune. Did you know he had a fortune? Because I fuck forgot about that. <laughs> fuck no, dude. It's it's actually, like, a huge plot point. Oh, so this isn't, like, fucking... I honestly, I did not expect Pulpo to die here. But, mm-hmm. um... It's weird. I got I went into the episode and I was like, I bet Giorno's not gonna trick fucking Pulpo into braining himself. Even Angelo lasted more than two episodes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if this is, like, the fucking chili pepper arc where it's like, oh, this is the real shit, and then Kira shows up or something. As far as... But I we don't... I don't even know about who the boss of Passione is. Yeah. I... I don't think this is... Like, I think the whole, like, finding Popo's treasure arc is kind of like the chili pepper part. If you know what... Like, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. 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 That's basically this part of... Because mm-hmm. uh, I think what this is like as long as it's like I think it's a it's, little longer than Diamond is Unbreakable. I think I don't know specific. I can't remember from like the manga, but it said it's going to be thirty nine episodes, which I think is as long as Diamond is Unbreakable was. Fuck yeah, dude! So yeah, um, got a lot. It's <laughs> I can already tell that part five is going to go up in my rankings just based on these few episodes. Yeah, because really so you're saying that it gets better. It yeah. One of the best stand fights in the whole, all of JoJo is in part five. Okay. So, and, and that's not me and my weird, like, Black Sabbath is sexy take. That's It's like, not weird, dude. It's, <laughs> it's, I think it's widely agreed that, like, this is, it has one of the best fights. <laughs> we all want to fuck Black Sabbath. I, okay. <laughs> well, Black Sabbath is dead now, so. Yeah, never we can, mind. We can finally move on. Uh, let's get into the question. We got a bunch of good questions this week. Okay. Uh, if you have a question, you can send it into yade-yade-boys.tumblr.com or send us an email at yadayadeboys at gmail.com. First message this week comes in from friend of the show, uh, Val Flight Cub, who asked, Did I just hear Brooke say, I mean, hi, it's me, Val Fl- Flight Cub. <laughs> Did I just hear Brooke say DiGiorno's stepdad's name is something like Obana? His dad and stepdad are Dio and Obana? <laughs> I think this is from last week when we mentioned that his actual birth name is Haruno Shiobana. Oh my god! I was like, when did I say that? Yeah, his, Giorno Giovanna's real name is Haruno Shiobana, which does... It I, really is like Dio Obana, if you it, think about it. It is like Dio Obana just a bit. So thank you, Val. Uh, I, I'm sorry for anyone else who was confused. Yeah. By- yeah, Slime um, Man is the mask. Uh, Obana is is Jorno's stepdad. Obana means family. Yeah, Obana, Obana means family. Means oh, I have family. another. I have another funny Dio joke that I wrote this week. Do you want to hear it? What Kim? What Kim? Kim, what'd you say? I, I said I hate what you just said. It was a good joke. It was a very good joke. Thank you. <laughs> what's What's your Dio thing? Okay, so um, a nickname. My nickname for Jorno um, 
that I'm going to commit to and definitely say every episode. Um, okay, so his name is Dio Brondo because he's gold experience is what plants crave. Okay, you know from the 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 awful movie of Idiocracy, the terrible movie of Idiocracy, the extremely yeah. racist and bad movie of Idiocracy, but but also there's the funny part with the you know Brando is what plants crave, but and then Gold Experience helps it to and Bra- Brando, Brando sounds like Brando would probably taste really good. Like I'm not above drinking what? Brando. Oh yeah, I thought you meant like Gold Experience's vines. Gold Experience looks like a pervert. I yeah. But, like, if Golden Experience and Pearl Jam, like, got into the kitchen together, I bet they would, like, make oh, some really Oh, shit. my God. Unbeatable. Dude, I wish Pulpo got to meet Pearl Jam before he died. Oh, my... What if... Uh, Pulpo fucking eats, like, some t- delicious brajute made for, by uh, Pearl <laughs> Tony Jam? Tony Trendy. And, like, nothing happens. Like, he's, he's already perfect. perfect. He's like he's the perfect. Steven Universe dad of Okuyasu. He's perfect. Yeah, he's just perfect the way yeah, he is. It's fucking the end of Shrek. It's like, oh, you're yeah. already... Uh, next question comes in from Tumblr user Dear King, who asked, I had a dream that was to apologize for contaminating the good show with messages about the bad show. I asked what your favorite Bible quotes were. Brooks had a, Brooks had a million in his back pocket that were somehow related to Jojo, <laughs> and Eddie misquoted the Lord's Prayer. Sorry and you're welcome. You're not owned, I am. That sounds like a pretty solid dream. <laughs> I don't fuck. What's the Lord's Prayer? Like yeah. our our Lord. <laughs> nope, already know. <laughs> See, there you go. There you go. I don't know what it is. I I don't know. Um, my favorite Bible quotes are the sheep and the goats from Matthew and John fifteen thirteen, which is kind of mostly about JoJo because the last one is about like uh, laying your life down for your friends, you know, and like uh, that's a lot like what um, Caesar did. So. See, this is this wasn't a dream. This was a prophecy. Yeah, you predicted this episode. Uh, the Lord's Prayer, which goes our uh, our Papa, which goes Big Boy. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, hallowed be thy name. That's part of it. Right? Uh, love is faithful. Love is kind. Love, yeah. Uh, anonymous ask, hey, what if it was Bruno Cucciarati? I mean, he does like you know the mm. tongue thing. Uh, okay, yes, who's for Sona the Paw? <laughs> Asked a question. <laughs> so glad Araki decided to set Golden Wind in Italy. All of the gangstars are such precious, handsome folks. Imagine if everyone in Golden Wind looked like the mob guy with breast knuckles from Battle Tendency. <laughs> remember? You fucking, remember that guy? Fuck it. Wasn't it was part of like Speedwagon's gang, and his name was like Beast Mode or something. <laughs> <laughs> On the JoJo Wakia, his name is Brass Knuckles Gangster. The other one who's like, go get him, Grundle, or like, he had Yeah, like yeah, that. named after the fucking Beowulf character. Yeah, Grundle. <laughs> they couldn't get the copyright on Beowulf. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, dude, I love Beast Mode. Beast Mode. <laughs> uh, Leaf, uh, friend of the show, Leaf Crunch has a question. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm just, uh, I want to hear, I want to hear Leaf Crunch's question, mm-hmm. but I'm reading the, the synopsis of Brass Knuckles Gangster, mm-hmm. and the last. So I'm looking it up. So it's talking about the fight with Joseph. Joseph makes him realize that he actually attacked a hat rack, which stabbed through his palm. The man is knocked out from the pain, and the pa- patrons of the restaurant clap after his defeat. So this is literally everybody was clapping because jo- New York's JoJo tricked him into punching his hand through a hat rack. This show has always been so good. I am um 
I was linked to a list on the JoJo Wikipedia, and it's for unnamed characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. This page features nameless minor characters found in... So who do we got here? We got Fishermen, Zombie Knights, Poco's Bullies, Ship <laughs> ship Zombies. Yeah. Great. I'm going to go through here at some point and just, like, remind myself of my favorite characters. Who... I went through Ogre Street. Oh, the guy's <laughs> name Mr. and Tess. Mrs. Kakyoin. Who could forget? <laughs> His parents? Yeah. Uh, the uh, other guy's name was Tattoo. Uh, oh, I like Beast Mode better. It's because he has a tattoo on his face, but... Alright. Uh, from the show Leaf Crunch asked, Did Bruno's outfit come with zippers, or did he put them there for free? That's a good question. <laughs> he definitely put them there. Yeah. There's no way he was shopping and he stopped at the Gucci store and that was there. Like, that's custom modified. It's like how, um, in My Hero Academia, like, Yaoyorozu, how she can, like, she could, like, make her own shit. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, make her own clothes and stuff. But, like, she's like, oh, no, capitalism is good, though, and I don't want to break the system. Market mm-hmm. forces. And so, like, she's, like, ethically, she's like, I won't make my own shit. Bruno's like, y'all mind if I add six <laughs> zippers to every sleeve? It's good. I like yeah. it. Uh... Anonymous, this this is a tough one from Anonymous, who says, Brooks and Eddie, please rank these iconic JoJo licks. Kakyoin licking a cherry. Okay. Rohan licking a spider. Enigma guy licking a yummy custard. <laughs> or Bruno licking a Giorno. I'm ch- well, let's just start easy. Enigma guy, because he doesn't even have his name here, so Enigma guy, bottom of the barrel. Like, what, like, what... I, okay, yeah, I do, yeah, yeah, Yummy Custar is, is fourth it's, place. Yeah. Because Tomoko should have gotten to lick that Yummy Custar. It was her Custar. And it's bullshit. That's like, it's like how Hayato is with Shinobu, and it's like, you know, it's very sad because, like, their father died and the husband died. But also, the other sadness is Tomoko. Tomoko, get- Tomoko he got the once a, a yummy custar. Yeah, That's yeah. She's like, we should have. She's gotten. like, Hayato, we will go look for my yummy custar tomorrow. And Hayato is yeah. choking back tears, like, all right, all right, Tomoko, we will, we will tomorrow. I would put Rohan licking a spider third. Could you remind me of the context of why he, the man did that? He was drawing his manga in his house. And there was a spider walking by, and he killed it with his pen. But he's like, I need to know the taste of it in order to put it. Oh, yeah, and that was when, like, Hazamata and Koichi were there. Yeah, when he just met those two school children. Yeah, god. Uh, he's third place because Hazamata was there. He's Hazamata. So now we get to the top two, which is Cherry or Giorno Lick. To me, Bruno Licking Giorno is number one. Yeah. Because that's his, that's Bruno's establishing character moment. <laughs> that's fair. Like, Kakyoin licking a cherry. First of all, he wasn't even really the first one to do it. It was, uh, Rubber Soul. Yellow Tap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rubber Soul. And that's not like, like, we've known Kakyoin for a little bit, and that's just kind of like a funny thing he does. Uh-huh. But Bruno licking Giorno is, hey, what's up? I'm Bruno, and I'm licking your face. <laughs> okay, I'm outside listen. of yeah, the Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. Because, like, I was genuinely like, I think it's so funny that Kakyoin licked the cherry. Uh, but the fact that Bruno leaves, sticks his head back into the streetcar, and then does yeah. a lick, make, puts and, him at number yeah, one. Is, that's number one. So, yeah, that's But the, fucking... Uh, it's extremely... It's a cl- very close second, just, just because... Because, like, the thing is, if I'm just listening to a clip of all four of these... Kakyo mm-hmm. and Licking a Cherry is number one, because Lelu Lelu Lelu. Lelu Lelu, yeah, you just know it. Even even the dub, like, it's worse, but he's just going, uh, lick, 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 lick. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, pretty good. Last question this week comes in from friend of the show, Maxi Bajillion, who asked... Oh, I almost 
convenient. I almost burped when I read this one. Boy, when my acid reflux starts acting up, it sure feels like I have an error in my throat, too. Also, Araki definitely forgot that long-distance stands affect their users, famously demonstrated by Yoshikage, my hand is perfectly fine and not heavy Kira. <laughs> As far for an actual que- for an actual question, what's the scariest stand you've seen so far? Black Sabbath is definitely one of the creepiest stands out there. So it's sort of a different perspective on Black Sabbath. Yeah. In that you're scared of it. Mm-hmm. And you don't, you know. Yeah. I think I just think it's cool, neat. I just think I just I just, think just, just for laughs. So just, yeah, just for as a joke. <laughs> uh, we did mention Death Thirteen. I don't have Fucking, any like, scary stands up. Like Justice I, isn't scary. Yeah, you know, it's it's like what a five year old would draw if they were like draw a scary picture, and it's yeah. like a scary smoke skeleton with a king's crown. It's it is just the scare zone. What was like, the fucking centerfold? Was that the scary the, the scary the, like, mirror um, one? Yeah, like it would it, could it was just like a mirror pervert who would come up and stab you. Like yeah, in terms of how it looks, yeah, but like probably existentially, it's probably Heaven's Door. Yeah, like in terms of just like rewriting. Your I memory. like how he looks though. He's a sweet little boy with a top hat. He is a little funny child with a top hat, <laughs> and he makes you forget your. He's name. just a little Martin Prince. He- <laughs> He's like, oh, if you want to learn Italian, okay. Okay, I'll give you Italian. Oh, oh drunk and hoy. Drunk and hoy, I'll make you forget everything you've ever loved. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> fucking. Oh, also, scary one. Cream was pretty fucking scary. Cream was scary because you go to the fucking void. You go to the Abdol zone. Yeah, which is Abdol without his arms. <laughs> So you can't even play Jonkin with him for eternity. All that's in the void is, like, a bunch of, like, rubble from Dio's mansion, Abdul's body without his arms, and, like, half of Polnareff's leg. Yeah. Do you remember when, like, the second half of JoJo was fun, and you were, like, you played video games, and it was, like, whole horse boy, go combi! And then you go to Dio's bedroom, where he's, like, reading Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life, and then, like, Vanilla Ice shows up, and he's, like, hey, what's up, boss? And he fucking cuts his own head off, and then Cream eats itself like the cat dog episode, completely out of existence. It's, it's fun and great. It's good. Uh, that's this week's, I think, yeah, that's it for this week. Thanks. Uh, question, you can send them again to yada-yada-boys.tumblr.com or email us at yada at gmail.com. And that is the episode. It's the episode. Hey, part five is really good so far. Who, who would have thought? I really, who is, it's okay. So I don't want to know, like, the, I don't want to know, like, who the big bad is, but, mm. like, who's, so my favorite bad guy, I think, is Kira. Over mm-hmm. the series. Mm-hmm. Is like, how good is the bad guy in this? Um, I don't want to, to me, pro- like, actually probably in my onion, the, like, weakest? Yeah. Of all the, like, JoJo bad guys. But it does kind of, like, mess with my statement that, like, each part is only as good as its villain. Because part five to ah. me is probably in the top three overall. Okay. But so what you're saying most- is, so the bad guy in, or or whatever, the villain, in uh, in part five is worse than straights. Uh, well, I, no. <laughs> That's what I'm than, hearing. Better, better than straights. So, well, straights was the chili pepper uh-huh. of part two. Yeah. Like, we don't think of chili pepper as the main villain, even though I think of chili pepper as the main villain of, to, of my life. Yeah. Not the main villain of part four. So, but yeah, part, it's very good. Okay. 
uh, it's basically what if uh, Star Wars Crusaders was good. Oh, I've always wanted to watch that. Yeah, so that's kind of what you get in this one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah, look deeply we'll into my Space Ripper stingy eyes, Joseph. <laughs> we'll see you in two weeks with the next uh, two episodes of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Listen to Fun Point next week. We're going to talk about the Gaslight Anthem. Yeah. 59 sound. Everyone yeah. leaves, so why wouldn't you? Bye. Damn, that's the, that's the first song. It's a good song. Semper Funny, though. Semper Funny. Uh, remember to tag someone who's always feeling sexually horny. <laughs> It's Pulpo. I just tagged Pulpo. Oh, I just, I, we know it, but I, every time I'm like, ah, I'm going to listen to the ending song, and every time I close my eyes, it's so fucked, because it's like Bruno being like, I'm time, time to meet all of my cool friends who, like, look like a rainbow if you squint, and it's like, yeah. I wake up feeling so horny. Just like, it's the first line. I mean, he, you know? He does feel like freaking you, it turns out. Yeah, that's all he thinks about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Alright, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. Bye. It's never funny. It's never funny. Bye.